Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Special edition. It's special because I say so. Because I'm at the beginning. Hello, people. How you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, episode 28.5. Now we'll go ahead and call it 29. Brought to you on August the 6th, 2007. Why do I call it... A point five. Why did I struggle with that 29? Because I'm the only one here, and I just wanted to give you a little something to hold you over until Amy and I, or David and I, or all three of us, God forbid, do a show together next week. Uh, just we, First of all, just a little explanation. Last week we did not do a show because I was at kids camp. As many of you know, I'm a pastor of children, and one of the things we have to do every summer, whether we want to or not is uh, take care of this little thing we call Kids Camp. Amy is not here with us this week because she has a little thing called an anniversary. Not a marriage anniversary, but the anniversary of their child's birth. And so she's got family and friends and all this stuff up there, and, and, and they are just really, really busy. And the reason I'm not up there celebrating with them is they only have one bathroom. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to make this feel like there's more than one person here on the podcast. I'm going to dub in my sister laughing at my jokes. <laughs> so um, I hope you enjoy that. I hope it makes it feel a little more like a regular show. <laughs> but uh, Nobody's Listening to Podcast is a podcast where we tell our funny life stories and invite you to do the same. And to that end, I'm going to try to make an announcement later on during our new segment that maybe will get you a little more excited about listening to our show and telling even more of your friends about us. So let's do a weekly update. Why don't we? What's been going on? Here's your weekly update. It's my Since I was at camp last week, you would imagine that my first week weekly update would have to be about camp. But it's not. It was this weekend. Um, I was uh, driving along. We were looking at a new apartment, my wife and I. My daughter's in the back seat, and she has recently um, been able to say her prayers. She, she repeats prayers with me in the evening, and she was in the back seat practicing. And um, I thought it was pretty funny because she was thanking God for anything that she saw, which... You know, some would argue is not a bad idea, but uh, at one certain point, she was uh, she would say the following: um, "God, thank you for my coloring books. Jesus, thank you for my markers. Jesus, thank you for my hand." And I thought that was very complete of her to continue on up from the marker, from the coloring book to the marker to the hand. And um, the cool thing about my daughter is uh, she's, you know, 15 years old, and 
So it's really nice that she's finally learning to, you know, get that down. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's only two and a half. She's only two and a half. That's pretty special for two and a half year olds. You know, the stinky thing about telling stories about your daughter is I've heard people tell stories and they're like, yeah, Billy, Billy ate a cookie. Billy ate a cookie today. He ate a cookie and it was just so cute. He ate a cookie. Can you believe it? And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Mm. But it's not until you have kids that you realize that how important it is that Billy can eat that cookie. Because when they're laying there like like a big old lump of skin and all they do is eat and poop and sleep and scream for the first few months of their life and you're thinking, Are they are they slow? Are they special? Are will they ever learn to roll over? Um, why is he not smiling? Is is you know? And then they're sleep. When they're awake, you wish they would sleep. And then when they sleep, you want to wake them up because you think they're not breathing. Once you've experienced all that, when Billy starts to eat a cookie, it's a big, big day in the house. It's an awesome day because it means eventually, you as a parent will be free again. <laughs> so celebrate this little prayer with me, won't you? Don't tell me, I guess you had to be there. You were there. You were sitting right beside her. And when she said that prayer, you smiled and you thought, Aw, James and Jen will be free one day. Anyway, my daughter used to, uh, not my daughter, my wife used to worry that my daughter was never going to learn to roll over. And I used to tell her, don't worry about it. She's going to be 21 one day. And this is something you could tell your wife or husband if they're flipping out about your kid and their progress. Is they're going to be 21 one day. And and what I mean by that is by that time, there will be certain amounts of things that that kid can just do by default. Now, I'm not picking on anybody that has a special needs child or a child without legs or something like that. I'm talking about your basic, average uh, run-of-the-mill, ten-toes, ten-fingers kid, by the time they're 21, they will have learned to do so many things beyond rolling over. I, I just can't imagine if my daughter is 21 and she's never learned to roll over. She's going to be laying there on her back, and she's going to be like, man, it'd be nice to be laying on my stomach. So she's going to have to scoot off the side of the bed, stand up, do a 180 standing, and then lay down on her stomach. I think by the time she's 21, she's learned to drive. She's gone to prom a couple times. She's, you know, she's, she's learned to eat and feed herself. I think rolling over isn't going to be a problem. Anyway, I got off on a tangent there. This is supposed to be a weekly update, but you know what? It's a special edition, and the special, I think I know what it really means now. It means I'm special. <laughs> anyway... Uh, camp. Oh, gosh. There's so many things that happen at camp that you can't share. But I'm going to anyway. We run a clean podcast here, but you know what? This happened at church camp, so isn't anything I mention covered by the blood of Jesus? I don't know. If you're not familiar with that term, I'd imagine that's pretty gross. But uh, if you are, then you're probably disagreeing with me. There's this little boy... And um, he was not at my church. Our dorm, had we, we had to share our camp room with another church that came in. All my kids, I want to say all of them minus maybe two, are African-American kids. But every single kid minus one from this other church were white. Okay, And so when they came in to share a room with us, we had gotten there first. My kids had already claimed all their beds and things like that. And my kids are from the inner city. These kids were from the burbs. And they were frightened. You know, they've heard the stories. They know. They know my boys. They they think they know that my boys are rough and tough and, you know, that they had met their match. 
But about five minutes after the kids got in, they're still eyeballing my kids, and they're just kind of, you know, my kids are trying to show off for them a little bit, as kids do. Uh, so suddenly, to break the ice, I just scream, Hey, Sheffield! You know, my kids got their attention. Said, Everybody hug a white boy! And oh my gosh, you, you'd have thought the white kids were just about to pee themselves. Their eyes got all big as this big mad rush of inner city youth come running at them, arms spread wide open. Every one of my boys grabbed one of theirs and tackled them to the ground, started roughing them up um, in a very loving way, a very brotherly love sort of way. But it definitely did the job, broke the ice, got all my boys to be friends, and them mostly to be friends with my boys. And it was awesome. Right? I told you that story to tell you this story. A little bit later, um, it was time for showering and changing and all that. And there's different variations on how free boys are with each other. I, I am not free at all. When, I, when I'm at camp, I'm very private. Not only because I was raised mostly by my mother and with two sisters, and so privacy was mandatory and just taken for granted. Uh, also because the, the day and age we live in, it's just not good anymore for a grown man to be changing clothes with a bunch of kids and vice versa. So I'm very private, but and, and most of my kids are too. They're raised by their mothers, and, and uh, they've just learned to, to not be comfortable with that, and that's cool with me, whatever. But there was this one little dude, and he was so free. I'm just going to say it that way. He was so free and so comfortable. And he comes out of the shower, and he's just walking, and he's just the whitest little dude you ever saw in your life, Pillsbury Doughboy White, and just in shape just the same. And it was just horrible because you're not looking. God knows you're not looking. But when he draws attention to it, and when all the other boys are giggling, you're going to look up and you're going to wonder what in the world everybody's laughing at. And it was one of those times. And he, all the boys are laughing at him and giggling, and he's, he just looks around as in this look of total shock. Like he can't believe that anything he was doing would have caused a stir amongst these people. And he spoke with the um, brightest and most intelligent and whitest voice I've ever heard and said, Gentlemen! Gentlemen, and this boy couldn't have been more than seven or eight years old. Gentlemen, I don't. Uh, we need to stop this giggling, he 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 stuff. He says we all have the same equipment after all. And right on task, one of my boys says, "Yeah, but our equipment ain't hanging out all over the place. Code that junk up, broke ya." <laughs> so got a good laugh out of all the kids present, and the young man promptly put on his boxers. Hallelujah. Or should I say, hallelujah. <laughs> the very last night, very last service, this terrible, terrible thing happened. Two rows ahead of me, all of a sudden, there's this commotion in the service, in the chapel. And the evangelist is trying to speak. He's trying to tell the kids about the way of life. And there's this commotion going on in the second row. Kids start spreading. Um, long story short, this kid had thrown up, and that wasn't the bad part. I mean, the smell was bad. The kids running in different directions during the serious part of a service wasn't even that bad. The problem was when they came and got the kid and started walking him toward the back room. Oh, I'm going to get sick thinking about it. He had what looked like mayonnaise ugh, all over his face. Ooh, my stomach is, is turning right now. And you could see handprints in it. Because apparently, oh gosh, he had tried to hold it in. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. And um, it had squirted out everywhere in a thick glob. Oh, gosh. I'll be lucky if I make it through this. I could just see vividly this boy coming back with this white mess on his face. And he didn't look worried. He didn't look upset at all. He looked uh, quite pleased that this had happened. So, anyway... That was just the grossest thing ever. My friend Vance, who I made fun of in like episode three of the show, uh, was the head counselor at the camp, and he had to uh, clean it up. So, <laughs> Vance, yeah. Up next, news E and female. First thing is, I owe an apology to everyone who's won a button for the last few weeks. You have not received that button because I have not mailed it out. And that was due to um, just some stuff going on here in my in my real life. Just got real busy, and it takes a moment to sit down and do that. And not the least of which was going to camp last week. So I have a goal to get those out this week. So there's three of you at least that I owe buttons to. Um, it, here's that announcement I was talking about adding in earlier. Um, I am considering adding guest storytellers to the show occasionally as a, a, a different way to do our show, especially on days like this when my sister or my brother cannot be on with me. Um, I am in the process of putting out feelers to several other podcasters and people that um, do this kind of thing regularly, but I'm, I'm not opposed to having listeners come on the show uh, with their very own weekly update and their very own featured story. If you would like to audition for such a thing I would love it if you would send me a audio clip not more than five minutes maybe closer to two with just a sample so I can get your voice and hear uh, a little bit of the story you would want to tell you can also flesh that out on um, by typing out a bit of the story and send all those things to uh, nobody's listening to us at gmail.com also, if you know of anyone, if you're if you're friends with a podcaster out there that does this thing um, more more often than we do lately, uh, refer them to us or send me an email or tell them about this. Um, you know, if you have a podcast that you would like promoted, this would be a great way for you to get a few of our listeners over there to you. So uh, just keep that in the mind, in your mind, in the back of your head. That'll just be an ongoing offer. We can't promise we'll use everyone that applies, and we can't promise how often we're going to do this. But uh, we'd love to do that. I have asked Scott Johnson from um, the Extra Life Radio uh, podcast to join us, and he did say yes. We have not put a date down, but I'm really looking forward to that. He is kind of a mentor of mine in this field, whether he knows it or not, and we would look for, we're looking forward to, to the future. Many of you may have noticed we're trying to update the main page uh, daily, for the most part, with features and things like that. But in keeping with the theme of our show, we'd love to start putting um, stories up on the main page, interesting stories. And I know in our last podcast we mentioned that we could only take stories via uh, voicemail. I would like to back up a little bit from that. For the show, we do prefer uh, very short voicemail stories because they're just a lot fun, more fun to hear when you tell them. Um, but we will take email stories that are very short or email stories that we can post on our website. So if you have an email story, if you're very well, you know, if you're a good writer or at least fancy that you are, send us a, a good, clean, funny story. And even if we don't, if, even if we aren't able to share it on the podcast, we would love to feature it on our main page. 
you can go on there even right now and you can see that uh, a fellow named Dave from Detroit has a story that he sent called Hood Ornament Horror. So, you know, you could check that out. We've got another one in the wings that I'm going to put up shortly. Um, so send in all of those kinds of things to nobody's listening to us at gmail.com and hopefully we'll see it on the main page. Again, disclaimer, we can't use everything. We won't use everything, but we would love to get as much as possible. Also, any other features that you see, if you see a story, well-written story that we can link to, um, give a little credit to on our, off of our website to theirs, we'll do that as well. Um, or if you find anything that's humorous, genius, funny, uh, you know, anything off of another blog, send it to us at nobody's listening to us at gmail.com and we will feature it and give you credit. Um, that would be an awesome thing. Uh, remember, you can also uh, subscribe to our podcast or our uh, RSS feed on the website at nlcast.com or through iTunes. Just search for nobody's listening. I've started another podcast for those of you that are interested. I know many of our people. Uh, that listen to Nobody's Listening are involved in youth and kids' church ministry. And you might find it interesting to go to cmmonthly.com. That's where I and a friend of mine, Dave White from Macon, Georgia, are putting together a -a once-a-month podcast for common, normal, ordinary, down-to-earth, everyday children's ministers for volunteers and for pastors. This month, or last month, actually, we did one on enabling volunteers and it's about an hour long it'll be a once a month and uh, your input is requested again you can go to www.cmmonthly.com send us an email at cmmonthly at gmail.com and give us your uh, questions or topic ideas or your input our next topic is going to be on discipline in children's ministry so if you have any input tips or tricks or questions you can send those there when you can go to the website and find our call-in line as well, so you could call in your questions. Um, I guess this falls in news and email. I have a uh, a voicemail that I'd like to play for you now from a, I guess it's a friend of the show. Let me just play it for you and see what you think. Hi, this is JoJo, and um, I'm calling because um, I haven't called for a while because I've been working on a secret that I'm willing to unveil your life. Well, not live. I mean, this is recorded, but I wanted to tell people about it. And it's my podcast called Ask JoJo, and you can call me or email me and tell me what you need help with, and I will help you. It's at jojodequestioncloud.com, or you can look it up in the uh, in that Mac, Apple, uh, not PC, uh, place with the I in front of music, iTunes. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Okay, so I guess what JoJo was trying to say is that he has a podcast. I did a little research, and it is actually called Ask JoJo. It's a podcast uh, where you can write in questions, not unlike uh, Strong Bad on uh, HomestarRunner.com, and you'll get JoJo's unique perspective in the answer in a form of an answer it looks like it's going to be a weekly show and you can find more information on that at jojo the christian clown.com or look it up in itunes and uh, you can email him at ask jojo the clown at gmail.com and he will answer your questions on his show there is one episode out apparently 
It's not that good, um, but you might want to check it out if you like parody. Uh, last bit of news that I have is that my birthday is August the 8th in just two days, and I'm turning 34, and so if you want to send me an email greeting, you can do that at nobody'slistingtous at gmail.com. We will be reading those on the next show, so uh, that's it. A little self-promotion never hurt anybody. You know you'd be doing it if it was your show. Okay, let's move into email and stories. Mike from the UK writes, Before I went to uni, I took a part-time job at the local pet shop. In this store, we had a variety of animals, but those that stood out as the most impressive were, of course, the spiders and lizards. A friend of mine came and visited the store, and having been trained in the art of handling all animals in the store, I took the opportunity to show off and opened up the vivarium to handle a lizard. However, as soon as I slid that glass panel aside, one of the salamanders leapt at me, and I failed to react quickly enough, so the slippery sod hit the floor. In the blink of an eye, the creature landed, stood upright on two legs, and bounded under the rabbit enclosure. So much for looking smart, I spent the rest of the evening desperately trying to corner the lizard and return it to the vivarium, because if I didn't catch it, the cost would have been deducted from my paycheck. Mike from the UK. Okay, so your your lesson for today in the art of speaking in UK language is uni means university. Apparently, uh, vivarium is a uh, aquarium. And a rabbit enclosure is also known as a rabbit cage. And then paycheck is not two words spelled C-H-E-Q-U-E. I didn't want that to throw you off. It's paycheck as one word. And it's also a pretty bad movie. Like, stupid. That should have been good. Okay, Dave from Denver writes, The other day I interviewed for a job, and the lady who interviewed me was gorgeous. Thankfully, she called me back and said they would love to have me work in their store. I chatted for a few minutes with her about this and that, but at the end, one thing was clear. He was smitten with this woman. As he was driving back... From his first day of work, he's listened to the podcast, my podcast actually, on CD. Hmm. When I pulled into the parking lot, the episode of Embarrassing Stories started to play. So I popped the CD into my portable player and I listened to it as I walked the rest of the way back to work, which is inside a mall, a good 10 minute walk. Keeping in mind the laugh out loud warning, I tried to stifle all my laughter as you guys had uh, composed a usual, as usual, a hilarious episode. I rounded the corner into a particular store, and a story made me laugh very loud and very hard. As luck would have it, the only person standing behind the counter in the store was the really good-looking manager. She's standing there giving me a what-the-heck look. It was a fantastic first day. Dave from Denver. Thanks, dude. Kim Schaefer writes, Hi, James and Amy. I wanted to tell you guys a funny story about the time I ran over myself with my very own car. I was in a master's commission in Phoenix, and I had snuck out past curfew to see a movie that I probably shouldn't have seen with some friends. After the movie, I dropped my friends off. I was heading home, and my gas light was on, but it was late, and I didn't want to stop at the gas station by myself, so I just kept thinking all I had to do was get home. Well, I didn't, and my car ran out of gas. I was moving pretty fast and decided that if I could get out while the Jeep was still rolling and push to the gas station, which was just on the other side of the road, I'd be okay. Well, the Jeep was moving a lot faster than I thought when I stepped out, and I caught my 
I stepped out on the ground, caught my foot, and the force of the Jeep threw me out. Then the back tire ran over my ankle. So I'm sitting in the middle of the road screaming because my ankle just got ran over. And I was, and I had road rash all over it. My Jeep was still rolling across the road. It jumped the curb and finally stopped in some grass. I was crying, sitting in the middle of a six-lane highway. I couldn't get up. Just then, a car full of teenagers pulled up, laughing their heads off, and they were like, Dude, we just saw what happened. Are you okay? They helped me push my car to the gas station. Luckily, my ankle wasn't broken. Needless to say, it was the last time I snuck out that year. Ha ha. So, this is the story of how it's possible to run over your own self in your own car. Thanks, guys. Kim. Kim, that's hilarious. And because I know you personally, it's even more funny. I wish you'd call that in. Uh, let's see. Jeff Carroll writes... Good day, James, David, and Amy, and that's A-I-M-Y-E-E-I-I. So if anybody knows from the past episodes, Amy has a very specific way of spelling her name. So continue to butcher it, please. It's awesome. I like it as the older brother. Anyway, his email says, uh, Jeff says, I have been a huge fan of your show from the very beginning, and I'm also a huge fan of podcasting in general. My wife Jody bought a new MP3 player the other day, and while I was putting her favorite songs on, I decided to load an episode of your show. She loved it, and now she wants to listen to more. We love each other a lot and have a great relationship, but I, we don't actually share many common interests. So it's great that we can enjoy uh, to get. Uh, so it's great we have something we can enjoy together, thanks to you. Have a great day, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, I wrote Jeff back and told him that my wife and I are the same way. We love each other, have a great relationship, but we don't have a lot of things that we do together. Uh, we watch a couple of shows, and uh, so it's awesome that we could be a part of saving your marriage, Jeff. If um, if there's ever anything we can do, like uh, apologize for you or you know help you get out of a of a tight spot, let us know. K8 Sings writes, actually her name's Kate, but her username is K8 Sings. Hey, nobody's listening. I've been listening to your podcast episodes backwards, like a countdown. It's how I do things, backwards. And I have two quick questions. Did Rockstar Paul ever get with the single Lucy sister? And is JoJo your brother Jonathan in disguise? And if he's not, why is Jonathan never on the show? Is he aloof? Is he a loofah? Okay, that was five questions. My bad. Anyway, love you guys. Keep busting my guts. Kate, a.k.a. K8 Sings. Well, let me answer these one at a time. Did Rockstar Paul ever get with the single Lucy sister? The answer to that is no. No, he didn't. Rockstar Paul is out there rocking it, keeping it real. But uh, actually, the Lucy sisters have disappeared off the face of the earth. I have tried to email them and call them. I visited their MySpace. The Lucy sisters are no more. I don't know. Maybe they were working on a song. Maybe they had professional problems. But uh, I'm pretty sure that the single Lucy sister is single and forever will be single. Let's see. Is JoJo your brother Jonathan in disguise? No. No, he's not. And if you haven't noticed, it is an audio podcast. It is not necessary to jump into a disguise if you wish to be someone else on a podcast. But I think I know what you meant. No, Jonathan is not on the show because he lives far, far away, and we've just never asked him. I'm not opposed to it. Jolin, if you listen, give me a call, dude. You can be on the show, especially since we need special guest people. It'd be a good idea, especially since one of my brothers is now in Ireland and is six hours away and completely incapable of connecting with me anymore. Uh, but no, Jonathan's not aloof, and he's not a loofah. He's a college student, and he works hard for the money. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. 
So those are our emails this week. We do have a couple of voicemails, actually quite a few, so let's jump right in. Hello. I, I want to say that I, I like a podcast, and um, I'm Doggy Broody, and um, <laughs> I just want to say that I was just on the internet looking for your podcast. We were reviewing that old life podcast, and um, I'm not really sure if I like the podcast because it makes me want to puke every time I listen to it. And, um, uh, uh um, please, um, bye. Alright, we do have a new rule. If you're going to send us a voicemail, make sure you're not going to the bathroom while you're recording that voicemail. Because uh, I couldn't understand anything. I guess that was a Bobcat Goyth type impression. Um, actually, it's one of the funniest ones we've gotten in a while. Couldn't understand half of what you said, but thank you. I hope you were complimenting us. You said you can't figure out if you enjoy the podcast because it makes you want to throw up every time you hear it. You know, just share the love. You know, if you can't share us with somebody because you like us, share us with somebody you don't like because you hate us. That, that way we both benefit. Bye. Hey, Inocast. This is Jackson. I recently was calling you about a story that I had, and I haven't been able to call it in, but here I am. All right, so basically what happened is I'm on mission trip, right? And so we're going door-to-door, and I'm with this girl named Vanessa, and she's, like, cool from, she's, like, she's from South America. So, yeah, so we're going door-to-door, and we're knocking on doors, and we meet this, um, we meet this Mexican person, or, like, they're, like, of the Spanish origin. And so I'm like, okay, I've got to hear Spanish. I can do this, all right? So I start speaking, and I'm like, Un fiesta, um, un fiesta de viernes, which is totally wrong because it was on Saturday. All right, so then she cuts in and makes me feel like a total idiot and starts, like, rambling in Spanish. Oh, my God, it was so awesome. All right, and then, well, it doesn't stop there. Basically, we go back, and we have the sharing time. All right, she shares that. And everybody in the room starts laughing at me, all right? Oh, but wait, it doesn't end there. We go out to this midweek celebration, all right? It starts on Wednesday. There's literally, like, hundreds and hundreds of people there. And everybody from each team gets to share one story, all right? So she goes up and shares that story. And since I've been on, like, nine missions, everybody in the room knows me. So, oh, my God, I was, like, an embarrassing moment for me. I felt so bad. Uh... Well, that's pretty much my story, man. You guys are awesome. I love the podcast. Later. Broke you. Well, thanks for sending that in. Um, that reminds me of a time that me and a friend of mine were had a young man uh, that we used to run a bus ministry, and we were up going door to door trying to find more kids. And um, the lady that answers the door was Hispanic, and uh, she said, hola, or, or, you know, can I help you in Spanish? And the little guy that we had with us couldn't have been more than 10 or 11. He's... He says he busts out a greeting in Spanish, perfectly fluent, uh, very impressive. And so the lady just starts talking to him, um, probably asking, what are we doing? What do we want? How are we doing? Da, 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 da. And uh, in Spanish, just going nine to nothing. Uh, and the kid uh, just looks up at us <laughs> with this look on his face like, what do I do now? Because that, unlike, uh, not unlike you, dude was um, the extent of his ability in Spanish, but he had done such a good job, accent and all, that the lady assumed that he spoke her language. So 
it was really, really funny and very horrible at the same time. So I, I feel your pain. Here's uh, here's a fellow named Trevor, a.k.a. Ratface. Uh, I remember back when I was oh, six or seven or so, give or take, and um, a bunch of us were hanging out with the older kids, and they were playing with a stick. It was, you know, they, they, they were using it like a spear, that sort of thing, throwing it around. Anyway, they had thrown it up into a big old pine tree, and it got stuck. So in order to get this stick out, what they decided to do was throw rocks up at it. Because, I mean, they couldn't shake the tree. It was a big, you know, it was a big tree. So they started throwing little rocks, and, they, you know, even though they hit the stick a few times, they couldn't get it out because it was too strong, for, you know, it was stuck in there too good. So anyway, as they started escalating, they started getting bigger and bigger rocks. So eventually, one of the biggest kid there picks up this big, huge rock, about about the size of a VW Bug. Well, at least that's what it seemed to me, you know, back when I was that young. So anyway, he throws he throws this rock up in the, into the tree. The stick comes down, which is fine, except for the fact that all of a sudden everybody realizes that now we got this big rock coming down out of this tree. So everybody scatters from the tree in order to avoid getting hit in the head with this rock except for myself for some reason I decided that the smartest thing to do would be to run as fast as I could around that tree because I figure if I was running really really fast the chance of me being in the spot where that rock came down were pretty slim I think it makes sense when you think about it of course then I decided that that wasn't really you know I'd run around far enough that I was good stopped now, of course, I mean, this all happened in a matter of, you know, a second or two, but so I stopped, and the rock came right down on my head. So then I'm going home crying to mom with, you know, my hand over my head and blood dripping down and all that good stuff, but, eh, kids' heads are tough, and, you know, a couple stitches later, I was fine. But anyway, there's one story for you. I don't know if you can use it, but um, I'll uh, drop you a line again soon, and uh, have fun, take care, and uh, bye for now. Thanks, Ratface. That was awesome. Um, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but my brother, one time I was driving, riding past him. He couldn't have been more than three. He had a horrible temper. I was riding past him on my bike, and he wanted something that he he wasn't getting from me. He picked up a piece of machinery off the ground, some sort of metal configuration that had broken off of a lawnmower or something, and threw it. Unlike most kids, he threw it ahead of me to where when I was riding my bike I actually ran into it more than it ran into me like like a like a good uh, football uh, quarterback would throw a ball ahead of you if you were running away from him so it would meet you this thing met me perfectly and knocked me off my bike and so from then on I decided to be a little bit nice to the boy not nice but nicer than I was to Amy so uh, thanks Ratface hopefully uh, you can be one of our guest speakers um, I'll consider that your uh, your tryout uh, here's our friend Vance from camp. Hey, nobody's listening. Just want to give you an update from kids' camp. We're having a great time. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking over here at James, and he had, doesn't have a clue that I'm calling, but just thought it would be funny. Hey, uh, got something uh, to say to you here. Well, I would tell you what a great time we're having, but, of course, nobody's listening. Oh, wait a minute. One more. Here we go. Nobody's listening. Later. Hey, this is Vance again, Kids Camp Report number two. It is hot, hot today, and I am currently standing at a vending machine trying to find a Powerade here, something to uh, cool off and refresh with, hoping I've got enough money. Anyway, here's the story this time. My little girl is six, and 
uh, when you're years old and you're at kids' camp and all the other kids are eight, you're not really a camper, but you're trying to be big. You want to do everything they do. So this year for her, it was swimming. She managed to pass a swimming test, which means she had to swim in 10 feet of water. She had to swim about, oh, 10 feet or so from one side of that part of the pool to the other, maybe like 15 feet anyway. She made it. She passed the test, and she was so happy, which this means she gets to play in the deep end and jump off the diving board. So here she goes. First time, she's brave. She goes and she jumps off the diving board, no problem. Then I get a call in the walkie-talkie, hey, your daughter's jumping, rah, rah. so everybody was excited, so I went down to watch her jump. She jumped the second time, no problem. Did just great, great job. Next thing I know, I'm chilling out and just kind of hanging. I've already seen her once, so I'm off doing something else, kind of doing my job. And I step out of my room and I hear some commotion going on down at the pool, and then as I get closer, somebody says, hey, that's your kid. And I'm like, what, what do you mean that's my kid? And I get down there, and my little girl has now jumped off of the diving board backwards. Only she didn't do so hot. When she jumped, she hit her nose. She went backwards and smacked her nose on the diving board, and there's blood everywhere. She's screaming, and about the time I get down there, she's yelling, I want my daddy! I want my daddy! I tell you, I just felt totally helpless, and, you know, you just do what you can to comfort them. And the good news is, though, that was on yesterday. She is doing fine, no bruising or anything. A couple of little scratch marks, but she's going to be okay. Thanks, Vance. Oh, yeah, his little girl. Yeah, just to recap that story, she um, jumped off once, twice, three times, got her courage up. Everybody was cheering her on, so she jumped backwards, hit that nose. And I always hate watching kids jump backwards off a diving board or doing flips because I'm just so scared they're going to knock their, you know, a little sliver of their head off on the diving board. I'm very, very glad that boys and girls swim separately at this camp, so I didn't have to witness that. Anyway, Vance, thanks for the input. Here goes... Hi everyone, this is Cracker from the forums, and uh, I just wanted to say that guy from episode 27, in the very beginning, that was me, uh, I couldn't help myself, I was one day listening to you guys' podcast, and decided I should leave a message in an extremely weird voice, guess I'll talk to you later. Okay, so I guess that was uh, the guy that I used to, to start the show off a couple episodes ago, so... Yeah, man. Any of you guys that ever want to send in a, a funky, random voicemail that we could use as a uh, an opener, do it. Our last voicemail today is actually from a gentleman that left this a couple of weeks ago in reference to Amy's weekly update where she got four tickets in the space of like five seconds. So um, here's a fellow from Chicago, a uh, policeman, actually responding to our questions. Hey, I'm James. I'm from Colorado. And actually actually happen to be a police officer down here, and I was listening to your podcast and thought of a few things I thought I might mention to you since, you know, you asked kind of the questions openly, and I assumed you actually really wanted to know the answer to them. But first of all, I guess I should apologize for whoever it was that dealt with you the way that you did. Unfortunately, there are some that just have attitudes and you just have to deal with it. Just understand not all of us are like that. Some of us actually have happy lives where at the end of the day we get to go home and do wonderful things and, and don't have to take it out on poor defenseless little people that can't read when waste signs. But anyway, as far as registration goes, not only are you required, at least in the state of Colorado, I'm sure all states are the same, but not only are you required to have 
updated registration on the vehicle, but you are also required to display uh, uh, on your plate the uh, registration up to date as well. And you also have to, are required to carry a registration tag in your vehicle. Even if it is updated, if you don't have the registration card in your car, you can get a ticket for that, or if the plate was expired, you can get a ticket for that as well. However, if you do go to court and you show that you did actually re-register your vehicle before the ticket had been issued, most likely the courts will drop those charges. The one-way thing, I don't know, that one's going to be kind of hard to get out of. Maybe uh, deferment, it, maybe, uh, where they don't actually take any points against your license as long as you don't have any other traffic violations within a certain period of time, something like that. You don't know unless you ask. But anyways like the show and thank you thank you very 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 much Amy I hope that you will listen to this I definitely will call you and let you know the information there I'm sure you've already paid all your fines though or everything turned out fine one of the way whichever uh, that will be the end of our show today thank you folks for all your input I uh, just like to do these once in a while when we can't do a real show because there's so much listener input and so much feedback that I don't want to miss out on anyone uh, just remember all those things we said today, all those news bits. Uh, we're looking for special people that want to come on and host or be a special guest host. Uh, we're also looking for features for the main page. So send in your stories and your voicemails. Here are Here's the information. Our website is at nlcast.com. You can email us at nobody's listening to us at gmail.com. You can send your stories or your recorded messages there. You can call us on the Nobody's Calling line at 206-600-5704. We also have forums. You can get there at nlcast.com. Um, you can check out our Frapper map and leave a pen to let us know where you're listening from. You can also get on MySpace at myspace.com slash nlcast. You can get on iTunes and leave us a review. We have, I think, over 90 now. It's driving me crazy how awesome our fans are. Uh, we also have a brand new um, mailing list that you can subscribe to on nlcast.com and that way you can be updated whenever we're going to record a show live uh, you can also check out uh, our brand new Ning network and uh, that website is actually, let me click on it here it's nobodyslistening.ning.com and you can join our very own social network, won't that be fun this so that'll be it. Until next week, I'm glad that I don't have to worry about the quality of this little fake podcast. Because the truth is, nobody's listening. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.